Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Impact Podcast. My name is Lucina Angelova, Director of Growth at Genfic, and I'll be your host today. We continue with our strong lineup of, on healthcare and medtech. Medical equipment manufacturing is a complex business, but customer and patient centricity is crucial for success, just as in any other sector really. Customer centricity has turned into a big hype in the past few years. Anyone in the experience and insights business has heard these inspirational examples of companies transforming their offering and way of doing business with the customer needs in mind. But today we decided to explore the so-called darker side of customer experience. Namely, is the customer always right? What can successful companies do to handle difficult customers? What happens when customers say they want one thing, but it turns out they actually need something completely different? And most importantly, if and how can we create win-win situations from these difficulties? To dive with me into this rather provocative topic, I have with me Dr. Carol McCaddle. Carol McCaddle is a sales leader at Johnson Johnson with almost 15 years of experience as a trusted advisor in the healthcare industry. He drives sustainable growth for medtech businesses facing competitive and economic headwinds by combining outcome-based services with traditional offerings. He drives digital transformation in the German hospital market and loves being a mentor for future leaders and high potentials. In addition to his sales leadership role at Johnson Johnson, Carl used to work as a certified paramedic. Therefore, in health tech, he also knows the customer perspective well. Welcome, Carl. Thank you, Latina, for the invite. It's a pleasure talking to you. Great to have you back on our podcast. And I'll just shoot it right off the bat. Is the customer always right? And have you had any situations where, in fact, this has turned out not to be true? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, let's break it up into various pieces. What does being right actually mean? If you imagine you work in the healthcare industry and if you have a customer that is an expert in his area, for example, he's a surgeon for surgical procedures. If you discuss this topic, certainly he's right. Um, he's the expert. Does it mean that a customer always knows what he wants and what he really needs? Hmm, I would say it depends. He might know what he wants, but he might not know what he really needs. So from a sales perspective, this is where we or sales delivers value. We consult him, we advise what he might really need to solve his problem. And therefore he might want to ask for a bigger hammer to drive a nail into the wall. But what he actually needs is simple glue. And this is where the customer might not be always right. This is something I always tell my sales team. You are as good as Professor Dr. Jim Doe. You are the expert for medical products. He's the expert on how to run the surgical procedure on his patient. So everyone has his area of expertise. That's a great answer. And in my experience, I've also come across instances where customers often request something, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's what they really need and what really solves their problem. And it's something we see, I think, in any industry and even in the customer experience realm. I think you summed up really well why it's key for businesses and for salespeople to really understand their customers and differentiate between what customers are saying and what they actually need. Do you have any best practices to differentiate between what is said and what is actually needed? Well, I think that's the general thing that is all about sales. You need to answer the, uh, to ask the right questions in order to get 
the answer. And coming back to your original question, I think if we discuss about is the customer always right, you are not going to discuss if the customer is right or wrong with the customer, right? Imagine if you run into a TV shop and you feel that the sales guy is not treating you with respect or is arguing you and saying, well, you should do this and this differently. You will probably never buy a TV in that shop if you don't feel like respected and, and taken serious. But I believe the key thing is we need to talk to the customer to establish a win-win situation through a partnership. This means that the customer respects that we know whatever our products, our systems better than he does. And we actually deliver value by uh, providing, let's say, advice and consultation to solve his problems. And I think this is what I've observed from time to time that not even the customer knows exactly what is the problem. And this is where I think consultative selling is extremely important because then we are creating value. So the basis for this is know your customer's ecosystem, know how they operate, how they use products. If you're, for example, a truck driver, you should know how long are they allowed to drive? Uh, do they need stops? Therefore, design a truck that, for example, whatever includes a bed and uh, aircon for summer trips into rural hot areas to ensure that you're having the right product that is actually solving a customer's needs. And I think this is where a win-win situation can be right. I cannot agree more that uh, even if you are in a difficult situation, if you're listening, truly listening and trying to understand where the underlying problem is, this is the only way that can result in a positive outcome. We've all dealt with the so-called difficult customers. Have you had any experience with a difficult customer that you can share with us? Uh, something that is like a common trait or a behavior uh, that you've noticed across difficult customers? I'll do that in a second, Latina, but let me, uh, let me come back to that question in a sec. I think one more thing that comes into my mind is an example of a an answer to your question, is the customer always right? I believe there are situations where customers are clearly wrong. So for example, if a customer starts being unfriendly, unprofessional and crossing the line of unacceptable behavior, this is where they are certainly wrong. The example that comes into my mind uh, of where I've personally observed an unprofessional behavior was in my first job in a major consulting firm. We were conducting an interview with a CEO and my colleague, she was uh, running the interview and the CEO was being very harsh to one of my consultant colleagues. He treated her very disrespectful. He was being very impatient and rude. And what impressed me is at some time, my colleague stepped up and said to him, Mr. Doe, with all respect, I don't feel well in this situation and you're treating me disrespectful. Can you please stay professional? Otherwise, we'll have to end this conversation now. And I was so impressed by it at this time because typically executive behavior is not being mirrored by young professionals or corrected by young professionals. And in this case, it helped because he immediately apologized and said that he was extremely under stress and he was, it wasn't something personal and the rest of the interview went smoothly. And therefore, I believe when it comes to this sort of human negative interactions and feelings, the customer is wrong. And I think it's totally valid to also reflect this and, and show, hey, this is not an acceptable behavior. I don't feel well, therefore... Uh, step up and, and, and say this. And one other thing that comes into my mind, I believe leaders are obliged to protect their team members from these unprofessional behaviors and unfair business practices with customers. So 
I think this is a really critical topic as in previous times, salespeople sometimes tend to be very careful with customers and this is fine, right? This is part of the professional behavior. But I think you also need to be clear about when are you approaching a limit and when are you passing this limit? And it's important to clearly step up and indicate that also customers might not be behaving appropriately and that this is unacceptable. And why is this important? I believe the more people in the team suffer that suffer from, let's say, for example, situations where they have been treated unfairly by customer or even have been, let's say, treated really badly, they will might run into frustration. They might not be going the extra mile. They might at some point even quit their job and that's important why also leaders need to protect the team and uh, also discuss that uh, with customers and show them the barriers if something has happened which is unacceptable coming back to your question about difficult customers so in sales i think it's our core job to deal with various people and get along with them so if you want to do business you need to be fine with things that happen and also be able to deal with various personality types and I've heard that many many times over the last 10 years yeah this and that customer is difficult an example comes into my mind a couple of years ago I talked to salespeople complaining about head of purchasing in a big customer account and this guy seems to be rude he wasn't answering mails he was not picking up his phone you wouldn't get an appointment so he basically wasn't approachable he didn't seem to be interested in any conversations with clinical or sales consultants and in summary the team was highly frustrated because they called him a difficult customers and they were not making progress and i challenged them and i asked him well what do we know about him that might explain his behavior and what's even more important what can we do or change or do differently to raise his interest in talking to us so we did a workshop and it turned out that we had multiple connections first uh, what turned out to be is that he worked as a paramedic like I did. Secondly, uh, we knew that this account was under extreme financial pressure. Therefore, he was interested uh, to reduce costs. And out of both infos that we put together, we developed a customer-centric approach, uh, which I did many times in, in various companies. We basically found what was relevant for this difficult, difficult customers within brackets and what might be turning in, uh, into an easygoing partner. So we used the information, he worked as a paramedic, and uh, the cost pressure to write an email to call him and finally I wrote an email and called him and uh, we actually um, negotiated a multi-year contract with that person that initially was told to be a difficult customer. So always challenge that, this is my take. I think really understanding the person behind the screen also because I've personally also had situations where um, I have dealt with customers and uh, partners and uh, even sometimes employees who are not responsive via emails or the way they write things uh, may seem disrespectful at times. But then even picking up the phone or seeing this person face to face can completely change your conversation because you realize their personal situation or their style and it may turn out that they're not even difficult um, in quotes it's just who they are and it's different from who you are and you need to find this common understanding but what you're giving as an example is truly customer centricity this is uh, 
I think it's the essence of understanding your customers and their needs and going beyond what is obvious, which is he or she is dodging uh, your emails or always looking uh, to say, but this and this and this. Yeah, thanks, Latina. I I think another thing is you were just describing that if you keep on trying and you don't get any response to activity, at some point from a sales perspective, you need to close the deal. You want to come to an end. And if this is not going and you're investing, investing, investing over a long time, at some point you must be able to say stop and not continue if there is no return on your time and service invest. And I know this is very hard because if you've been trying, you believe, well, if we keep on trying for three or four more months, if we do this and that, that might be the icebreaker. But if you have tried this, you need to be honest to yourself and think about, well, what if I invested this time and effort into other customers? And there are many other customers out there typically. So I think you need to find the point when to also say stop, seize your activities and just look for other customers because you will find them and try a different approach with different customers that might lead to more success than just hanging around with the same person that is not responding to your mails, that is not also committing that he's working with you. Absolutely. I cannot agree more here. And it also resonates with uh, what you're talking about, outright root uh, or sometimes even abusive customers where you need to be able to call out on such behavior. I really like the example of your colleague in the consulting company because this is usually a relationship of power where you have CEO versus someone who wants to interview them. And I'm impressed that uh, she was able to stand up and say it. To be honest, I don't think many people would be able to do that. So how would you as a leader equip your team, for example, to be able to spot out such behavior and speak when they notice it? Well, I think it starts with noticing that something is going wrong. So if one of my team members approaches me and says, hey, this and this situation happened and I was treating, uh, being treated rudely and this happens a second time and a third time and a fourth time and I'm not responding to this, I'm basically defining a culture, right? They might be thinking, well, I talked to Carl for four times. He's not reacting on this, so I wouldn't do this a fifth time, which leads to my team member suffering. So what I do, I listen carefully. And if I get a feeling that this person is suffering from this and cannot be handling this situation on his own, I'm basically stepping up and asking the customer for a talk. And I did that three times in the last couple of years, specifically during Corona. This was difficult because everybody was highly under pressure. But still backing up your team members, I think this is extremely important if you feel that they're not being treated nicely and they are suffering from this. And I think this is a core responsibility. Stepping up, taking it serious and articulating this. On the other hand, I think if you imagine you are in a meeting with a customer and you are are the guy or the lady that is not being treated nicely and if you tolerate In a negotiation situation, for example, if you tolerate a behavior and you don't react on this, this will basically legitimize this behavior and he will keep on doing. My belief is that people want to do business with people they know, they like, and that they trust. And if I get a feeling I'm being treated rudely with disrespect or my team members are being not treated nicely, if I simply accept this, it will keep on going. Uh, So I believe it is 
also responsibility to carefully say, hey, I don't feel well in this situation. Can we please focus on the facts and the situation, but not get emotional, not being rude? And I think this is this is extremely important because we are nurturing a culture or we can be nurturing a culture if we speak about it. And this is a thin line because you typically don't want customers to be offended. So this is not the purpose of what I'm saying, but I think it is totally fine, like in a marriage to say, hey, we are partners. I don't feel well. And let, let's do this and this to create a win-win situations out of this. What you're saying makes a lot of sense and it's a completely human approach to dealing with uh, difficult situations. My question here is, do you think this is talked enough openly within the industry of customer experience? Well, first of all, let's let's put it like this. Not every customer that is being called difficult uh, or the situation that we described are exceptional, right? So I would say probably the 99% of sales discussions that happen, they are totally fine. This is based on trust. You um, have good conversations and behavior is totally fine. So I think what we've been talking about is exceptional and happens whatever, hopefully not too often, at least in my in my last 10 years that happened four times. So in general, I think that's almost standard in sales conversations if you don't want to risk your reputation. You should clearly also explain your customers why you believe, why you have a different expertise, right? So why is a customer talking to a salesperson? Simply because a salesperson has something that is innovative, that might be better, a better product for what a customer is trying to achieve. And I think it is vital that a salesperson is honest and telling the customer, well, I believe that this product might help you, whatever, achieving this, a better outcome, reduce costs, improve your processes, and also disagree with the customer. Because again, they are both experts, but they are experts in different areas. So I've observed this many, many times that people also say, well, hmm, I, I understand your point, dear Mr. Customer, but I have a different view on this. I observe this, this and that, and I believe we might better look into this topic first, because it will have a bigger impact on whatever your throughput in the operating theater. It will uh, increase whatever productivity with your staff or whatever. So I think this is standard. If you have an interactive sales approach, meaning you talk to your customer as partner and not trying to sell something to your customer that he doesn't need, right? You just sell this in this example uh, because you want to increase your revenue. And I think this is at some point not really going to work because you're at, at every point of time you're risking your reputation if you're recommending something to a customer that he doesn't need. One last question from me and thank you for all the great examples that you have shared today and all the strategies and advice that you have given. Can we influence customers somehow and educate them on how to more effectively and efficiently communicate with their vendors? What are your thoughts? Oh, there is a very clear answer to that. I think you need to also talk to your customers how you want to communicate. How do you share information? What is the, let's say, the time? Assuming we're not in an whatever one-time encounter sales situation, right? So I believe I'm talking about a sales situation where you have a customer base that you regularly interact. And what I typically do is I just ask them, how often do you want to talk with me? 
How often do you want to talk to my uh, with my salespeople? What information do you need? What is the medium that you do? And at least in the hospital industry, my observation is that a meeting with big customer accounts to discuss operational and strategic topics. My suggestion is always let's meet every three to four months where we talk about what is going well, what can we improve and what projects are we going to start. And this is going extremely well. So just openly talk to them because if you don't ask them, you simply don't know what is the best way on how to communicate. But don't assume that a customer wants whatever a weekly encounter just ask them. And I think this is at least my success recipe. Talk to your customer, ask them how to collaborate in the future and what frequency you want. And I think that that's a first very good uh, advice that I am following every day. Thank you, Carl. If I have to sum it up, I feel that communication, communication, communication has also been uh, the key for me personally. And really talking to the human on the other side of the conversation. I think in business, especially when we're dealing with B2B scenarios, we tend to forget that it is still people on the other side of the conversation, people with emotions just like ours, people who may be having a bad day or an ecstatic day for that matter. And as long as we stick to this very simple, and I'm saying simple, not easy, think um, typically conversations tend to, to flow well. Is there anything else that you want to add to this topic or the discussion in general? No, maybe just the last statement. Uh, I think communication in every B2B encounter and also a B2C encounter is important. And even if you argue at some point of time, just ensure that nobody is losing his face. And that you continue talking because once you stop continue talking then the relationship will not be the same or might even end and i think this is nothing that you want in sales so continue talking but just define the rules how you communicate thank you so much carl thank you for being our guest again and uh, stay tuned for more from the cx impact podcast everyone thank you thanks latina bye, -bye.